This Rhythm and News podcast is brought to you by the Port of Seattle. Hi, my name is Mian Rice, the Diversity and Contracting Director for the Port of Seattle. As a public agency, the Port of Seattle serves the community and our investments should benefit everyone who lives and works here. The Port is committed to equity, diversity, and inclusion and to leveling the playing field. That means continuing to open doors to contracting opportunities to all, especially women and minority-owned and disadvantaged businesses. How can you participate? List your business in Vendor Connect, a database of contractors. Attend PortGen workshops to learn how to do business with the port. Learn more about contracting opportunities at portseattle.org. For more information on operating a concessions at Seattle Tacoma International Airport, visit lease.seataxshops.com. We have come to the end of the high school regular football season, but there's still more football to be played as teams are gearing up for the playoffs. And this week we'll continue our conversation with coaches from schools with historic ties to our community as we'll have a conversation with Rainier Beach head football coach, Corey Sampson. Good morning, Coach Sampson. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing good. And yourself? I'm doing well. Happy Friday. That's good. <laughs> I know that's right. Corey, let's first let's talk a little bit about the state of the Rainier Beach football program because historically Rainier Beach has uh, been known to have some pretty good, if not great, athletes. But certainly since you've taken over the program some years ago, there seems to be a different culture, edge, and, and swagger about the program. Uh, can you talk about the progression, progression of the program over the years and the mentality that you and your assistant coaches attempt to drive into the young men that you guys coach? You know, you might be a big the uh, um, biggest thing was to get them guys to buy in, to be disciplined on and off the field, you know, um, changing the culture, changing the behavior, you know, just, just raising them to be young men, showing them how to talk and, and, our, and be articulate in the community. So so discipline was the biggest thing that I was trying to approach first. Right. And, um, you know, let's talk about it because, you know, something like that change in culture does not happen overnight. Of course, there's, you know, there are some – success stories where in you know throughout sports where you see a, a, a coach come in and be able to kind of uh you know change the culture you know fairly quickly um but at the end of the day it you know it also takes some growing pains it, it also might take some um some differing opinions between in this case uh you know a coach and the school and the parents and the alumni you know having that patience and having the the school and everybody be patient with you, you know how 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 important is it for, you know, coaches, especially in at the high school level, to, you know, have the support of the administration um, and the parents and alumni of the school, um, not just from day one, but over the long haul of the program, recognizing that you guys are playing a, a long game rather than a short game? You know, um, administration is huge, you know, coming in, changing the culture of uh, – Rainier Beach has some losing seasons before I got there. You know, people had their own different opinions about, about about my approach, about how I did things. So, unfortunately, I did lose some players and also gained some players who wanted to stay and come to Rainier Beach. So, um, administration backed me up with my four-year plan. My four-year plan was to reach the state championship game in four years, and we succeeded. We did that. You know, um, some kids left because they didn't like the, my approach of it. But, you know, I try to bring a championship mentality to the, to the table. Right. Now, Corey, let's talk a little bit about this year's team because everyone was talking about last year's team with big Josh Connolly who's now playing for Oregon and 
Jalen Green and a host of other seniors that you had. Um, but the one thing that kind of flew under the radar to a certain extent was the talent in the classes behind last year's seniors, the young men who are juniors and seniors now and the work they put in and the talent that they uh, possess. Can you kind of talk about um, this year's team and their identity and just, you know, some of the things that they've, you know, had to overcome, particularly, like I said, were just kind of flying under the radar a little bit? You know, we did fly under the radar. You know, we lost a some, some quality guys last year, lots of quality guys during transferring. But, you know, the young guys that stayed, the guys that were here last year bought in. Kayla Presley stayed and he bought in. Scott Trey Humphreys, those guys are great leaders. They uh, contributed a lot last year. So I knew we had some firepower coming back. It was just replacing Josh. You know, uh, so Rico Butler, he stepped up this year. And, uh, of course, Jimmy, with our, our starting linebacker last year, he stepped it up even more. And, you know, our young guy got three freshmen starting, three sophomores starting. They bought in early and, you know, and been playing well for us. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the Metro League because uh, you guys have at least six teams that are ranked in the top 25 in the WIA RPI rankings, which can be a little deceiving because you have a team like uh, Seattle Prep, which is a pretty good uh, football team, and I think they have like a 2-4, and 3-4 and four record in the league. Um, but they've lost to you know all the top four teams record-wise in the division with O'Day, Garfield, Eastside Catholic, and your team in Rainier Beach. Um, but teams like uh, Seattle Prep and Ballard, who was in a similar situation record-wise, record and we can go down a list of a number of teams, uh, uh, could make some noise in the playoffs. You know, with that being said, you know, what is it about this league uh, and the Metro League that makes it so tough, competitive, uh, but also exciting at the same time? You know, we got some great coaches. Starting with the coaches, we got great coaches, great philosophy, great teams, and we have some powerhouse players too at will. The, the, the interleague, you said just because you finish at fifth, fifth and sixth place, I mean, you play some of the best teams with the best players in the state and, 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 and that's the nation. So, I mean, you go out week for week, I say it's like the SEC of football. You know what I'm saying? You get out there and you play the best, and when you go outside the conference, you get a chance to showcase what you can really do. Right. And let's talk about that a little bit because you, you, you said, you know, I heard this phrase before where they talk about the Metro League being the SEC of high school football here in the state. And, you know, there, there were and, – and there's been a shift in that because, you know, years, a few years back people were looking at the King Code Conference and what Bellevue had been able to accomplish and other teams uh, over there. Um, but can you kind of talk about how, you know, that shift from some of these teams that were in the suburbs and other parts of the state and, and how that, you know, I guess the evolution, for lack of a better term, of the Metro League really – took place and transformed into what it is right now because certainly as you you know you talk about you, you know you're not the first person to, to talk about the only person saying this is the uh, sec of high school football here in washington state you know um competing off season you know it starts with off season program you know you want to compete with the old days the east side the garfields the seattle preps the rainer beaches you know you got to run a year-round program it's, it's, right so you guys are able to compete that level so kids are buying into off season program you know some programs or, or even Beach Park got there, kids just show up August and, and, and play. You know, you got to prepare yourself all season to play these you send a grueling schedule week in and week out. So a lot of it is kids just buying in and getting an opportunity to play against these big-name schools and big-name players and be successful, and now they're big-name players and big-name teams. Right. And, you know, how important is it for the program to have some success um, in a number of ways, not just, um, wins and losses, but you know, guys getting 
uh, scholarship offers to colleges and, and universities and young men uh, doing well in the classroom. You know, but how important is that success in helping to get these young men to see a bigger picture and to buy in? Because certainly, you know, we know, you know, you know, and I know, and any people are listening, I know a, a ton of guys over the years who've had a tremendous amount of talent but didn't apply themselves and didn't go as far as everybody thought they should be able to go. Um, and now you've got guys who weren't on people's radar as a freshman or a sophomore, and then, but they bought into the program, they bought into the things they need to do in the off season, all those things. And next thing you know, their junior and senior year, you know, they're getting uh, offers, scholarship offers, doing well in the classroom, doing all things that we need to do, turn into great young men. Uh, and people are looking like, wow, I didn't know that, you know, that person was, was that good. Um, but like you said, everything is a, de- is a development process. Can you kind of talk about that a little bit? As far as that, you know, mm-hmm. kids come to the beach, I tell them, hey, you come to Rainer Beach to play for championships and go to college. You know, a lot of them kids, they buy in from the older guys. They talk to those guys, uh, mentor those guys, and let them guys know, hey, you come to Rainer Beach, it's serious. It's not playtime. We know we're trying to get to college. You know what I'm saying? A lot of it is, is I tell people, my wins or losses are not on the field. My wins or losses are getting kids to college. You know what I'm saying? So I, I push, I push getting your education and, and, and furthering it by going to college, getting the opportunity. I'm not saying you're going to get a scholarship, but, hey, if you work hard, schools come here all the time. It's a revolving door. So you put that work in a classroom and on the field, you got the opportunity to get your eyes on you where you said, it's a possibility that, hey, you might get opportunity to go to college. I mean, Josh Conley, Kayla Presley, Jalen Green, like you said, Got Trey Humphreys and you know tons of other guys, and they collect before that. I mean, these guys are Pac-12 guys and Power Five guys, man. And coming from from Beach, you never imagined that like 19 years ago. Right, and, and let's let's take that conversation a little further because uh, you know, of course, right now everybody's talking uh, playing football is, has the same goal, and that's to win a state championship. But let's talk a little more about the vision that you have for the program in general and how you define success as it relates to your relationship with your players, both on and off the field? Man, for them, just be sensible. Me, I say, hey, graduate, do some productive after high school. You know, don't set your standards on just graduating and then do nothing. I mean, get a trade, get a job, go to college, set the goals up high. It's a lot of it, hey, I try to tell my guys, set your goals high. Don't just be a guy who just wants to just slide through high school. You know, with a high demand around here of us of being, of being excellent, especially in the black community. You know what I'm saying? We put these guys to be Excellent. Right. And, Corey, you know, I, I, I can't say this uh, the, this next word enough. Support, support, support. You know, the players in your program, year in and year out, play for the pride of the south end of the city. That's very evident. Um, you know, how important is it for them to have unconditional support from the community in general, but especially during the post postseason runs? Can you talk a little bit about what it's like to be on the road in a hostile and crazy football environment both inside and outside of the Seattle metro area and what that means to players to take the field and to see a section of the stands that's just full of orange and blue. You know, it's, it, it's a great feeling. I mean, um, over the previous years, we used to try to book a road game versus a team at their home field where I knew the crowd was going to be rowdy and loud and, and give them chases that early. So let them know, man, playoff time, you know, it's going to be it's going to be just like this. You know, it's going to be us versus, you know, saying the whole the whole state. You know what I'm saying? That's how we feel. So we go out. I mean, you see, uh, all our fan bases that we have are supportive. The team that we play against are supportive. They have their bands, their alumni, their crowd there. Everybody wants to be beat. So we're like, man, hostile environment is, is what we do, is, is what we prepare for. 
week in and week out. Right. And, Corey, when we, you know, talk about um, these these young men and who they're playing for and what they're playing for, um, can you kind of talk about, you know, these players um, and in general? Because all the guys are just slightly different. But the, the makeup of these young men with their um, their character and their grit and their toughness and then they're just resiliently, you know, that's one thing that I've noticed over the years is that, you know, a lot of these young men that come through the Rainier Beach program, some of them have had to come through a lot of different adversaries, but they have this uh, resiliency about them um, that, you know, they just keep fighting and, and fighting and digging and grinding and trying to do a little more, especially on the football field when the game's on the line. You know, it's a brotherhood. You know, we preach beach boys, uh, uh, a, a, a monarch that I made up, the Beach Boys thing. And, you know, they got pride in that. That's a family thing. When they say Beach Boys, you know, I mean, they really mean their brother. They feel like their brother. They feel like they can win a state championship each year. You know, no, we haven't won it, but they really, in their mind, feel like, hey, we can win a state championship. I mean, we only have like 30-some players, but they work hard. Their mental state is different. You know, the, they come from different backgrounds. Some come from different backgrounds. So they know what it's like to be struggling and, and, and go through adversity. So so the little adversity that, that we put on the football field is pretty much nothing for them guys when they get off the field. So we channel that in a positive direction and put it to football-wise and use it in a positive direction, and the guys are kind of unstoppable at times. Right. And you, you just made a very good point, which makes it even more impressive uh, with what your football program has been, has been able to accomplish. When you talk about that you have about 30 players, you know, on the squad, and you're talking about going – these other teams have, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you know, 90, sometimes close to 100 players in their program. I mean, you talk, you talk about, you know, not having a lot of margin for error, right? Because certainly if, if you, you know, injuries can, you know, take their tolls on all teams. But certainly when you have that few uh, players on, in a program, and you don't have that depth and the, the funnel coming up, that, you know, that just talks about, you know, makes it even more impressive what you guys have been able to accomplish as well. Yeah, it is. You know, um, you know, uh, 30-some players, I mean, you know, they play hard. I mean, yeah, the injury bug, it's real, it happens. I mean, we have five guys out the East High Capital game, got guys out right now, but that's no excuse, you know what I'm saying? But we just got to keep on chucking. I mean, you know, football's a long grind. Like I told those guys off season, you got to prepare yourself for this this war and i'll tell them guys it's a jungle out there because you never know what's going to happen out there so i mean just just be thankful to be out there and not be injured is the big things uh you know you make it through metro alone by itself is tough enough but then you get in the playoffs and you're rewarded with a team like bellevue or whoever who's just as powerful man so you know got to be prepared you got to ice your bumps and bruises you got to take care of your right. body right 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 uh, and Corey, um you know, what is it about this team um, that you can relate to our listening audience this morning that really would make them want to get up, change their schedule um, in the next couple weeks during the playoff season and come see Rainier Beach play football? You know, what is it? What would you tell those people to that they would expect from Rainier Beach football team and why they should, um, you know, get off of their – uh, couch and watching, you know, college football or 
doing some other things and, and make their way to wherever Rainier Beach is going to be playing because, you know, the, the playoffs, we don't know where you, anybody's going to be playing yet. Um, but hopefully you guys yeah. get a good draw that keeps you in the area and on, you know, and on this side of the state. But with that being said, that would make them get up and say, hey, I'm going to go check out Rainier Beach and support them during this playoff push. You got, you know, you got some young men that are uh, diehards to the community. You know, so they want to be successful. They want to see you saying Rainier Beach. You said be successful in a light way. You hear a lot of negative things about Rainier Beach, the high school, the community. But these young men are brilliant. They're smart. They're intelligent, and they play hard and they're disciplined. You know, um, got it. You got you said uh, Caleb Presley, number one player in the state of Washington. We got a couple other guys that are are two- and three-star guys that are going to go to college, and we got some up-and-coming guys that are going to go to college eventually. So, you know, support these young guys, support these young men, especially in the time of day it is now. You know, it would be nice to come out and see a big fan base to, to support Rainier Beach High School. Right. Now, now, Corey, I purposely did not talk about some of the specifics of your team this season. If people want to know certain things about your team, um, their record, all that kind of thing, they can look it up online. Visit seattlemedium.com where they can read about your team and, and some of the profile pieces that we've done on a few of your players this year. Um, but with that being said, you know, what is it about this team um, that gets you excited and keeps you up at, at night in a good way? Because you can't just wait to get on the field uh, with, with your players and your team again. You know, what is it that, that really just drives you and keeps you awake at night, like I said, in a very good way? Where you're just like, man, I get down there tomorrow to the field. Man, this team doesn't have a big ego like that, you know. Um, yeah, we have some star power out there, but no one's selfish like that. They play for each other. There's no I guys on this team at all. Period. You know, I know it's kind of cliche, but I mean, these guys work hard together. You know, they all want to win together for each other. You know, we have meetings to talk about team, team, team. So, you know, a lot of it is, man. These guys are bought in team wise. Not oh, what can I do? You know, you got sacrifice wins. Stats for wins. So. It's what they're doing. So we got to sacrifice these thousand thousand yard rushers for wins or thousand yard receivers for wins, man. So being part of it, about it is they're they're buying into it. What the common goal is: state championship game. Right. Uh, and and Corey, this this um, this this question is is a, a little bit of a setup, not really, but it's a legitimate question. Uh, but I know when I get you to start talking about people, sometimes people leave might leave somebody's name out. Um, and it's not on purpose, but it just kind of puts you on a spot with a question you might not be asked trying to get through things. So uh, I will apologize in advance for you if you miss a uh, comment about somebody. Um, but wanted you to take this opportunity to kind of um, talk about it uh, because, you know, everybody knows the head coach, right? They know yep, the head yep, coach yep. at Garfield. They know the head coach at Franklin. They know the head coach mm-hmm. at Rainier Beach. O'Day. We can go down the line. But yes. nobody really talks about the other people who are – integral parts of this program all the assistant coaches you know even down sometimes to the equipment manager somebody who um who plays an important role uh, in keeping these teams together keeping them focused and, and having them be successful you know on and off the field so with, with that being said um can you kind of talk about your, your staff that's in place with you the people who are supporting uh coach sampson and supporting these young men and in Rainier Beach High School football program because, you know, oftentimes people don't know these people's names and they don't get the accolades um, that they deserve, but they put in a lot of uh, long hours as well and invest a lot of their heart and soul into these young men. So I want to give you an opportunity today to just kind of really talk about your coaching staff as a whole and the people who help make this program, you know, run, the people who are behind the scenes doing some of the little things that make that people that might go unseen but make a big difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll start off with um... – 
my main man, Coach Jenny Hawkins. You know, he's been he's been with me for about I think he's been there for like six years now. You know, he's he's very he's very very technical. He runs the front seven a lot. He runs the linebacker. He does a lot of things, man. He's up and coming coach. Going to be a future head coach one day. Um, man, great guy. He's a he's a guy who's always going to be there. He runs the weight room, everything. So he's really really huge for the program. Um, so he's next he's next coming. Uh, Quentin Jackson, a former player of mine that I coached in high school at Ren. He uh, played at uh, played at Montana. Um, uh, great kid, offensive coordinator. He's been with me for I think nine years, and and then. Um, Shelton, Shelton Dansley. He's, he's a former Rainier Beach alumni. He's he's been there for three years now. He's he, he, you know um, helps with the defensive backs. Uh, uh, Coach Hughes is huge. Coach Hughes, David Hughes, is a former Seahawk. I mean, he's huge with helping with the kids with off-season stuff. Um, he helps with the, feeding the kids on on game day, the day before game day, and even after the game. Um, man, he's huge for us. Um, who else? I mean, I, I can't forget everybody. Uh, man. Uh, it, when Bailey came over this year, man, he loves what's going on. He's a, he's a uh, he's very vital to what we got for the offensive line as of right now. We got a great staff, great core staff. People who've been there. Um, Jerron, Jerron's a former player of mine that I coached at uh, at Franklin in the '90s. He's a, he had this good thing going on. Shoot, Marcus uh, Daniels, another cat. Man, they all got their own roles that they do to help the team be a, a whole. Right. Yeah, and that's important. I mean, when you, people talk about a team, they often, like I said, they focus on the players and the players of the team, and they focus on the head coach. But there's uh, more to the team than just the head coach and the players. And so I wanted to give you a chance to kind of, you know, talk about that this morning um, and acknowledge uh, those people who really um, help facilitate that program and facilitate the brotherhood that um, you guys have going on there. Um, Corey, before I let you Absolutely. go, uh, I want to give you uh, give you an op. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, without them, well, man, it wouldn't be no me. You know, I said, just as simple as I am, they helped me get there. So, you know, they're part of it, and I, I, I can't thank them enough. I tell them that all the time, man. Hey, without you guys, you said we wouldn't have a winning program. So I can't do it by myself. Yeah. Uh, before I let you go, Corey, I just want to give you an opportunity to speak directly to the community uh, this morning about Rainier Beach and the Rainier Beach football program, uh, anything that you feel that's important that we didn't talk about this morning, or if you just even want to express something to the community that's really on your heart right now. You know, just come out and support Rainier Beach High School. I know, um, we, you know, we said we can't win every game and everything ain't perfect, man. But these young kids, you know, then play their hearts out. They uh, do it for community, man, and and you know, just come support us. You know, come show love to Rainier Beach High School and these young men. They're changing. They said they're changing lives. We're trying to change the next generation of leaders of young black men. So please come out and support Rainier Beach High School. All right. Well, Corey, I want to thank you for joining us on today's show, um, and also uh, wish you and your team. Uh, much success here in the next uh, few weeks as you guys make uh, your push into the state uh, football playoffs and uh, wishing you and your men uh, all the best in their future endeavors uh, as well. Okay, appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to seeing you guys again.